continuing to grow and like I mentioned earlier, um, experimenting with, with new materials and things like that. I'm still just really happy to, to finally be able to you know, put myself in a, in a position to where I can just wake up and do art stuff all day. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. Down through the archive, you'll see a cornucopia of black talent. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Y'all see how I did that? It was the cornucopia and anyway. (laughs) But these people don't disappear after we talk to them. If anything, the show is telling you to pay attention to what they're doing because big things are coming. Like I guess today, Donna Coro making her return to the show three years after we first talked to her. She's in London selling work, living it up. You can see her art on Law and Order and Big Screen Movies and on Life Water Bottles. All that is well and good, but you know what I like to see is the work continue to grow and mature and reach new heights. Don't have the show Mad Explosive Spontaneity at Maddox Gallery London, a series of Kool-Aid drawings and much more that we get into on this one. Like what it feels like to step away from your main gig just to do this art full time. That's a that's a podcast by itself, right? Trying new things and all that good art talk that you used to. Right here on the noise studio noise noise with a Z baby, <laughs> the voice of black art. Follow us on socials at studio noise podcast website, www.studionoisepodcast. Join the Patreon link in the show notes. Every little bit that you give helps me keep building this amazing archive of black artists, curators, collectors, directors, makers that tell the story of black contemporary art. That's black with a capital B baby. I appreciate you and every little bit that you give helps keep this thing going. Head over to the Black Art America Gallery, 1802 Connolly Drive, East Point, Georgia. They just installed a new show by way of Harlem featuring some phenomenal work by black masters like Samella Lewis, Richard Barthé, Faith Ringo, Richard Hunt, and much, much more. Pick up some new hotness for your collection or garden art for the soul. Give it out to the people at Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, Christmas coming up. They might like some of that. You know, tell them to start a garden. You know, the black farmers, all that good stuff, yo. Go to blackartamerica.com. Always support the fam. Now, you got to stop whatever you're doing. I hope you're in the studio. (laughs) I hope you pull off that turkey and sweet potato pie, but you need to listen to this. Go ahead, tell grandma and two friends, whoever's around you at the table, I got to go make some noise. And after the break, we got Donna Coro back on the show. Put four on that plate. Bring it with you. It's the noise, baby. Let's do it. Yes. This is Maya Bailey, community builder, artist, painter, illustrator. You listen to Studio Noise. Peace. Yes, the Studio Noise, your boy Jay Barber back with you, always bringing you the very, very best in black art everywhere we go. Checking back in with the fam. We got Donna Coro back in the house. Welcome back, Dawn. How you doing? 
Hello, Kayla, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sorry, sorry, I heard some static earlier. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good just uh, here in the studio. That's what's up, yo. You're always working, staying busy, yo. You've been so busy since we last talked to you. You got to go way back in the way back machine. Things go back to Studio Noise episode 53 to hear us talk to Don way back in the day. And so much has changed for you in that short period of time. I mean, when back then you were working and trying to balance a career, but now you have stepped out on your own. Tell us a little bit about what the last three years have been like for you. Um, The last three years, so 22 21, 20, <laughs> I think. Um, well, um, I think around the last time that I spoke, had spoken with you, I was um, touring my Punk Noir show, which yep. is, which was a series of like large scale portraits. Um, I'd had a, the first show of it in Austin and it had gone really well. So I was like, well, I want to recreate that experience again in, in other cities. So, um, so in 2019, I had the chance to, to bring the full show to a, a couple of other cities in Texas, and then I brought it to like a I brought a smaller version of it to um, the Seattle area, and so um, you know that was interesting, and you know it was a you know good meeting um, different people through through that experience, um, um, and yeah, that that's it. And then um, at some point, uh, like in the fall of twenty nineteen, um, my art was on a show on BET called the the first wives club so that was really interesting some of the paintings from my from my punk noir series um and then from there i was just um getting getting ready for the the Dallas version of this punk noir show which which opened in i think january i think january or february of 2020 and so that you know that was a good opening i had a a black uh, black led punk band perform and it was awesome and then of course um you know, I was going to go back up to, I'm in Austin. I was going to go back up to Dallas for the artist talk and then the, the pandemic hit. Yeah. And so um, the whole, the artist talk had to be canceled and the whole show was, um, was taken down at that point. So then, so, so it was like, okay, well, like, like, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, with the, you know <laughs> yeah. without knowing what was going to be going on. So, but a lot has happened, you know, since for me, you know, since 2020, um, you know, as well. Yeah, yeah, we've been watching you, watching you on the ride show. We always keep up with the fam, yo. You definitely one of my favorite artists that's out there doing it right now, yo. I just love the style of what you're doing. You've been doing shows overseas. You've been on on life water bottles. <laughs> you just been like, oh yeah, yeah, it yeah up, having a having a good old time out here. There, we'll start at the overseas show that you did out the Mad Explosive Spontaneity out of the Maddox Gallery in London. Uh, tell mm-hmm. me, tell me what that was like. <laughs> to finally like show your work overseas in the whole process. Yeah. Um, before that, um, before that show, let's see. Well, that, that show was this year, 2020, I mean, sorry, 2022, um, back, backing up a little bit um, to, to 2020. Um, you know, so, sometimes when it comes to art shows, like, you know, artists will get, um, you know, just randomly hit, hit up in their DMs or yeah, yeah. maybe email or something like that. But, um, but some at some point in 2020, I can't remember if it was through initially through a DM or email or what. But someone had reached out to me to show at a at a, at a gallery in, in London. Now, this is not the one that I had the Mad Explosive show with, but this was um, a, a gallery called Unit London, and I was like, okay, cool. And they're they're allowing me to show my um, 
ser a series of Goldie paintings I had done, and this was, and this was part of a larger group show. So I thought, okay, that's that's cool. And I, you know, I wasn't able to go. They weren't flying me there, or anything like that. But but you know, there were pictures and things, and then they they sold the work, and I thought, okay, that's cool. And then shor shortly after that, then I got I did get hit up in my DMs by someone like, you know, I'm so and so. I work. Um, with Maddox Gallery, um, you know, would you be interested in doing maybe a, a group show with us or something that you know at some point? And of course, you know, I'm like, you know, doing research of like, is this legit? I've not heard of it before, or what is this? And but you know, I, and I you know talked to them several times, and it you know turned out to be legit. So the, the initial plan was for me to do to take part of a an all women group show with them, but um, at some point, I guess. Um, they decided, well, let's try to maybe to at least to sell some of the paintings that you already have in your studio. And, and so I, I sent maybe like five paintings to, to them, to their, to their, to their LA location actually. But then they, they told me, well, actually I'm getting a lot of interest um, in my work from their, um, their London clients. Um, and then at some point there was a conversation about um, me just being signed on for, for representation with the, the gallery because wow. it seemed like they were getting a lot of interest and yeah. selling the work. That's awesome. Um, so, so yeah, that was. So I was like, okay, well, that's that's cool. And of course, before I made that decision of whether I would or not, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of. That's a big. That's a big decision to make. You know, to decide to go into, you know, to basically partner with, uh, you know, a gallery. And so it's, um, it was just like it took me a while to to decide that this is what I wanted to do. And that this was back in maybe the fall of 2020 i think mm -hmm. um and so at that point then they i would just send them send them my work um and then they would um show it in their galleries and you know sell the work and then finally it came to work okay so let's have your first solo show in london um so um and that that let's see the i started working on that about about a year, about a year ago um i was uh, photographing people here in texas uh, so that i could paint their portraits. Um, I like to, li you know, like to listen to music, um, like a lot of people do while I create work. And uh, one of my favorite um, hip hop artists is, is Bahamadia. Um, and I, you know, like, um, you know, listening to her, um, especially her music from, from the nineties. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I love listening to that song. She has bad explosive spontaneity. So I thought, well, let's, you know, that, that, that term, like, you know, what does that mean? It sounds like something definitely explosive. And, so I decided, you know, let's name the show after that. The work would be very colorful. It would show movement. It would show joy. Um, so, so yeah, that's you know that's how I got the, the name for the show. Um, so I spent um, last fall really working on making the work, and um, and of course, you know, I'm just really really grinding, trying to get the work done, and you know, just some things that happened. Personally, where it was just like, oh god, you know, I had to like stop working for a while on the art, and it was like, oh my god, am I going to get finished and all, all this? But it, it did end up working out. Um, I finished the work um, early January, and then they they shipped the work to London um, shortly after that, and it made it made it on time and all that. And um, so yeah, the show was um, late February. It was my first time ever going to the UK. My first solo show in the UK, um, I went. Um, you know, they tr they treated me pretty well. You know, put me up in a apartment there. Nice. Um, made sure I had you know transportation whenever I needed and all that. And um, the show, 
the show when they tell me like okay so for the opening we're not going to have like a like really um advertise the opening because um, we, we just want to we're going to have a invite some you know mostly our collectors or, or anyone specifically that i want to invite you know whatever and i thought okay well maybe it's just a kind of a small gathering of maybe serious collectors but but then when the actual show happened it was like actually like like packed so i guess it was just a lot, lot more people than than i expected um but i did get to meet a lot of people um all the work sold out on the first night wow. although there's one ca caveat to that there was one sale that did fall through but <laughs> as of you know as of initially the, the work has sold out um so i was really really surprised that there were that many people that would be interested in my work um while i was there in london they also had it was around um international women's day so they had a, a luncheon um with me and um several women collectors um there was also they also invited um the actress natalie emmanuel and she's uh, from the game of thrones oh yeah masande yeah so it's cool to have her come and support and uh, meet her as well um and yeah it was you know ha had a lot of fun in in the uk um while i was there it was around my birthday time so um oh you was I having a ball paris <laughs> so um <laughs> So the gallery, like, you know, paid for me to go to Paris and, you know, that was fun and everything. Um, oh, you was having a ball, yo. You, yeah, <laughs> you, was, you was living it was it a up. good time. So, yeah. So that, that was that was pretty much it. It seemed like it, it went down well and sold some work and you had fun. Oh, that's awesome, yo. And then, so I love this story. We're going to get into the story a little bit because it, you, it's a couple parts I want to touch on. One was that piece about getting hit up in the DMs and not, and not knowing uh -huh. that it was real. I think we all go through that at some point. We're like, yo, who is this person like trying uh -huh. to get my artwork up out of me? Because you always see those scams like, you know, send, uh -huh. you know, we got I got an anniversary coming up in my price range is between one hundred dollars and five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. Yo, So how did you feel about being reached out to in London? Like from London, like because, you know, that's a, a you know, it's overseas. It's not exactly where you were thinking that your work would would mm -hmm. have a fit. And so what, what did you think initially when you got interest from over there? Um, I was a little surprised because I'm, obviously I'm based in the U.S. So, you, you know, so I, I, this is where I've been putting in pretty much, you know, almost all my effort here in the U.S., um, you know, so um, so I was you know, surprised because I'm not even over there and I'm not you know, really working there or really necessarily like pushing, you know, my my work there so i was initially surprised um i know with the gallery they, they have a an la location so they initially figured well since i'm u.s based and i've already been promoting my stuff here then let's give that a try first but then but then yeah but they came back to me and said well it's actually you actually have more demand here in london so I, and i still don't know i don't know why <laughs> you know um but um yeah i was really really surprised and then when i signed on to work with the gallery like i you know they're so far away so all of our meetings have been phone calls and zoom conversations and yeah. and just it is feel weird like i'm you know i'm like trusting these people these people with these accents that, <laughs> that i've never seen before and and all that and so you know going to to the solo show in february my, that was my first time meeting everybody but it was it was nice that after working after working with them for like a year or so it was nice to see everybody in person and and, and all that um but yeah it was, it was um having the interest in london it was 
actually surprising to me, you know, since I haven't really hadn't really been. Yeah, no, that's, I worked that, there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And so when you did get a chance to sit with some of the collectors, what were they saying about your work? Like to you about like what was it that they liked or what resonated with them? I'm sure you got some comments along the way. Yeah, um, I, I, they they just they 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 especially compliment especially comments on the the sense of movement that they saw in the work and they yeah they just said they just really you know just really love the work um <laughs> you know so I, i'm not sure you know exactly what what each person you know sees in it but i'm glad that it's something that could seem you know my work could be something that kind of seemingly maybe brings people joy some people joy to to see it um and then some of the collectors whenever they buy the piece then once they get it hung or front you know framed and they'll send me a picture of how they displayed it so you know i always always appreciate that um but yeah i'm, I'm just glad that, that the work could you know bring some sense of i don't know joy to people for to have it on their walls I yeah guess. nah that's yeah that's awesome yo and then when you look at the series the series of paintings what, it was 12 of them are they all yeah. the same size like 36 inches yeah 36 by 36 okay right, so when you look at them do you consider it to be kind of an extension of the punk noir because I see a lot of the lot of the same like movements and gestures in them. Uh, the figures much more expressive though to me. Feel like it. Yeah, well, I, would, I would definitely, I would definitely say that. Um, I've been, I've been wanting to continue to build on build on the punk noir thing, you know, for a while. So this was definitely a a way to do a smaller, like more compact version version of that. Um, for sure, because there are so many people that I, I love to paint people, and there have been so many people that have wanted to paint. The punk and war paintings are like six foot by six foot, and that that really makes a big impact. These paintings for the Mad Explosive show were smaller, partly for logistical reasons, like really, you know, time wise and shipping wise. Um, you know, just it, it made made sense to have them at this smaller size to, yeah. to show in London this time. Yeah. Um, but um yeah i think and i think i'm going to continue continue to do more work that um that extends from from the whole you know punk noir series so what you did you have the same setup i know we talked about uh, last episode about punk noir about you know setting up these photo sessions and like talking mm -hmm. to people and like get them to be more expressive um and how how did that process go for you with these? Because these are some I'm sure there's some fantastic pictures. Um, yeah, this was the situation was a bit different because when I photographed the people, it was my first time really working with um, models in person in in like a, a while because of the the pandemic. So right, it was it was just like okay, well, it was during a time when I guess the numbers were a, a bit lower in Texas. So I was like, well, you know, let's do this. Um, so I initially I put out a call to instagram for anyone that you know might be interested and I, I did pick some people from that and then i also um worked with some people that that i have been wanting to work with for a while um the people that i painted are all um all creatives in some way musicians or also visual artists or acting or, or something like that but they all came to my studio and and yeah just like with the pumpkin marshall i set up some lights um one one difference with this one compared to the Pump the War show was um, at the the models were a bit more active during the shoot, like you know, like maybe like even jumping around and kind of doing more, uh, <laughs> you know, more stretchy like type poses and, and things like that. Um, yeah. So I really wanted to wanted it to feel like you know there there was more more movement there. 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I you know, took the photos and Did then you... just kind of sat sat with them for for a while and sat sat with the photos for a while and then made my sketches and then started painting. Did you give them like a little script when they showed up? Be like, yo, this is what I want you to, to think about. Play the music, try to set the vibe, stuff like that. A kind of um, like I would have um, some photos that I pulled from like I don't know, just from a magazine or something like like you know, just show like look maybe like this kind of feel yeah. you know what we're going for. And then for music, it's pretty much like whatever whatever they want to hear, whatever gets them going or. And then if some if they don't really have a preference on music, then I'll just put you know, something, just something um, chill in the background, just so that there's just some type of some type of beat. I think that helps. Yeah. But but yeah, that's how it went. Nah, that's awesome, yo. Yeah, and I, you, you can tell um, how much care went into the poses because uh, let me see one in particular. I'm looking at where is it? I think it's sending. That's what I'm talking. Sending. Uh, Cindy is very interesting. I think this is, it looks like she had her hand on the floor, like bent over, but you like changed the orientation when you painted it. And so it creates like this, this great sense of movement that you have inside of it. Tell me about that one. Yeah, that is true. Um, the model for that is uh, Toppy. And she, she actually was one of the, she is, she's the one model that I, that I shot again, but who, she was also in the Punk Noir series as well. Um, but yeah, for this piece, um, you know, she, I had like a, like a little, I guess like an ottoman, but like, you know, like a little soft pillow thing that you can sit on and um, just had her kind of move, move around on that and just do different poses. And then, and then, yeah, when it came time to do the painting, then I can just um, orient, orient her body, whichever, whichever direction I want, you know, whatever feels right for the actual piece. So, so yeah, she was actually, actually, you know, probably yeah, late, like probably laying down and I kind of flipped it another way. Yeah. For that. No, I like, I like that, Joe. Is that, you know, those little twists that you put into the artwork, it'll really sell it and give it emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I do have, I do have fun doing that. Um, mainly because it, it kind of goes back to, I guess how I even started making artwork, which, you know, like as a kid, look, you're looking at fashion magazines and, mm -hmm. So I would see like a fashion editorial I like, and I would take an image from that and and kind of use it to sort of like how could I make something new with that? So you know I can whatever whatever pose the model had, and you know I can like flip it a different way, crop it a different way, and completely change the look of the person and and all that. So I try to you know try to you know, just continue <laughs> with that. Oh yeah, so I'm talking about. Um how you're developing your own particular style and way of doing it. Like, you know, it because like the energy of your figures, the, the changes in poses, the gestural kind of stuff, because out in the art market now, you know, it's a lot of, you know, Barclay Hendrix, Amy Sherrill, like black figures on single color, stuff like that. Um, but Jay, I think you're able to distinguish your figures from everybody else's that's out there. And I think that's great. Yeah, I, I mean, I I hope so. I mean, I I just did, <laughs> I just did what felt the most natural to me. Um, and yeah, there like that's pretty pretty a pretty common thing now. A black figure on a solid uh solid backdrop, or you know, and there's some beautiful work out there with that, and that's cool. Um, although I, I have been feeling, honestly, I've been feeling um. I really want to, I want to try something new with, uh, new that goes with what I do. Um, and so 
Um, that's something that people will, will probably see from me maybe in the coming year. But um, yeah, I, I just I, don't know, I just want to try. I want to go beyond what I what I'm currently doing. Um, and so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just re- I'm ready to try something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think you know all artists kind of get a little uh, ADHD sometimes. Like you know mm-hmm. you make the same thing a couple times, you just like you just want you just anxious to try like. I don't know, new charcoal or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like just exactly. something different. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. different. All right. Let's get into like kind of this big life water deal that you had. I was just walking through the store, you know, went to grab <laughs> me a water. It was like, wait a minute. Is that Dawn on the cover? <laughs> on this bottle? I was like, yo, this oh, is amazing. Yeah, I saw it at the store. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I didn't see that Dawn announce this. On the, you know, IG don't want to show nobody nothing on the thing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and so you had to had to find out about it. But yeah, it was a great deal. Tell me about how that came up. Yeah. Um, so when when did that that came that that came about um in the fall of 2020. And this, I got, I got an email just out of the blue, and it was from a, a, a person saying that they're a curator. And they said, oh, I'm a curator. Um, you know, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm working on this, on a project. Um, they didn't say who it was, like, who it was for or LifeWater or anything like that. But they're like, it's just, you know, this um, project, it's a, it's a paid project. Um, it gave me just very, very few details, but, but they're like, what well, do you want to? hear more um you know, would you be available to talk tomorrow or something like that and the curator you know looked them up and they're like a, you know res- a respected um curator so i was like okay well let me I'll, I'll do the phone call to see see what's up at least yeah and then um you know then during the phone call then they pretty much laid it out like you know this is for PepsiCo. um we're doing this project with um three three artists um and one stuff you'd be willing to be one of them to have your um art on the on a life water bottle um i thought i thought well that's yeah that's well yeah that sounds cool i'd be, I'd be up for that <laughs> so um so the so this this initially the phone call was maybe like in the fall of 2020 and then the, the water came out in um like Fe- february tw- february of 2021 like for black history month um but the process was pretty much um like yeah, there was a, a contract, and you know, kind of had to go back and forth on that, make sure everything is is good. Um, and then from there, they were just like, well, we can, you know, we would use one of your existing paintings, maybe, you know, which like send us some ideas of what do you think. And so I sent some, them some different ones to to try. Um, and it was the, of course the ones I sent were all for my punk noir series, and so I was still trying to like you know further that at the time and. And the one that they that they ended up going with was the the Roshi painting, which is like a lavender painting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, the, one the of my favorites. Like yeah. Kind of in the back bin. Yeah. And um, they, as far as designing the bottle, like um, they, 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 they let me kind of, kind of, I guess, kind of let me in on the process a bit, like just kind of going back and forth. Like they would show me, like every one, you know, every once in a while, like, hey, this is where we are. Um, like, what do you think about this? Or you know, how we have the layout and. And all this, you know, blah blah blah, and um, you know that that was cool. Um, and then there were some some Zoom some Zoom phone calls, um, and I got to meet the the other artists that were also having their work work on the on the, the bottles as well. And um, yeah, and then pretty much then it, you know then it was it came out in um, 
February 2021. Um, they, they sent me a box of them. Um, <laughs> and they sent me, um, I guess before the, the bottles came, before everything came out, like they had me and the other artists kind of get, do some like me- media training um, o- over Zoom. Um, and yeah, and that's pretty much it. They sent us some materials that we, you know, for us to, to, pro- to promote it. Um, and yeah, but just just seeing the bottle like that was actually like really cool. It's like wow, like that. You have my I, I've seen the life life water bottles before, and like and I knew that they, I guess that was their thing to have um, art on the labels. So so I never I didn't know how you would even how one would even be able to get that <laughs> done or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So it was like like cool. Like my art is actually um, actually on there. So that that was an interesting experience. And then. A few months later, um, they PepsiCo was going to be involved in, I guess, um, an episode of a TV show that um, was about about design. I guess design innovations and things like that. And they were doing a segment on on Life Water and how they work with artists and all that. So they asked if I'd be up for being interviewed about my experience with it, and they nice. would fly me to, to New York and. All this, I was like, well, yeah, I guess, sure. So I did it. <laughs> you know, free trip to New York. Yeah. Like, um, it was cool. And I got to meet the, like, the, the head of the, what do you call him? I guess, like, the head of, like, design for, for all of PepsiCo. And, like, he was really, really cool. And um, got to visit their, the, their design headquarters and, and all that. It, it was really, it was really dead at the headquarters because that was, that was during a time where like the numbers were really up in the, you know, in the COVID, you know, with COVID and all that. Oh, right. But, yeah. Uh, so they were working remote at the time. Yeah. yeah. So they, they were, they were mostly working remote, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was a, an interesting experience. Um, I would definitely do something like that again. This is Lanny Howard. I'm a figurative artist working in Los Angeles, and you are listening to Studio Noise. Nah, that's amazing, yo. And so, what, what kind of uh, feedback did you get from being a part of that campaign? Like, did your did your numbers shoot up to the sky and mad DMs and all this kind of stuff? Um. What kind of feedback? Honestly, not not really. No, not not really. Um, I mean, it was cool. Like people that I know was see, you know, like was like, oh, that's cool. And like people that I know ordered some and took pictures with it and showed it to me, and I you know reshared them on social media. But but yeah, really, other than that, I didn't really. I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to think. I didn't really, I didn't really notice. Um, an increase of like people that I didn't already know talking about it or anything like that. You know, you know, my you know, DMs not blowing up, not, nothing like that at all. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yo. That's interesting. Cause you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. when we think about those kind of projects, that's exactly what we expect. Right. Expect to be yeah. like, you know, you have this, oh, you know, everybody's going to see it. I'm just going to be like overwhelmed by, you know, new inquiries and stuff like that. But it was kind of chill. Yeah, it was it was really chill. Like I mentioned, we did like the, the media training and all that, but they really like I really didn't have to talk to the media <laughs> about it. Hardly, you know, so it was just, just chill. It came out. It came out. It was cool to see it. Um, but you know, that's pretty much yeah. That's pr- that's pretty much it. I mean, I can I can always refer to it like you know, look, I ha- you know, I had this or or this is how my work could look on a 
on a product or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And so then they have a Black Art Rising residency with with Pepsi mm-hmm. too. Was that included as part of it? Or was that a separate thing? Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what the the residency part was, but yeah, for me, it's just just literally just having the work on the on the life water and bottle. But yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing other than that. Oh wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they did like yeah anything further as far as a residency with any other artists or something like that. But yeah, but that's not part of what I did. No, that was something. That's something. And so, mm-hmm. so after that, like you just back to your regular life, drinking water with your um, picture on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So, so uh, during this time, you also did a series that I thought was pretty cool, the Kool Aid drawings. Like, mm-hmm. tell me about that. Yeah. So um, the Kool Aid drawings were for for another gallery that I work with, is based in Seattle, um, and the. Uh, this when did I start working with them? Uh, okay, so so backing up um, to when the pandemic had first started. So now we're like in April of 2020. Um, I got an email from from um, Copland Del Rio Gallery in Seattle, and they said, "Hey, um, Robert Prude is is um, curating a show uh, of drawings, and we want he um, wanted to include you with the other artists." And, you know, would you like to take part? And I was like, sure. And so I did um, a handful of drawings for this show, um, and they were the they were received pretty well. They sold, and so um, the gallery then reached back out, like, you know, well, you know, would would you be up for um, you know working working with us further? And with Copland Del Rio, it's a thing where it's, it's not like they don't really sign artists to them, but it's more so just um, you know working together on you know individual shows or projects like you're just kind of right. on the roster of artists that they just work with so i was like cool um so then um there was a chance to do well i sent them some, some more drawings that they showed and sold to some you know some of their clients and then they there was a chance to do a a solo show with them um of of, of more drawings so that because that gallery they they don't just show drawings but they do specialize in a lot of um drawings on, on paper so i was like cool i'll, I'll do that um and so then it was time to think. Okay, what what will I do? Because I know I want to do drawings on paper. Um, but what you know, what what will it be? Um, and this was also d- during a time um, where I really wasn't hadn't been working with any um, models really. <laughs> so I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll I'll just do um, some some self portraits for this for the show. And so I did. Uh, so I you know captured some images of myself that I would use for the for for reference. Um, and for the actual poses themselves, it was just kind of um, just just me being expressive. Um, it was kind of a I don't know, just me. I, I I was alone a lot, kind of a just just sort of I don't know, just kind of being so, somewhat reflective. Um, still a weird time during the pandemic and and all that. Um, and I was thinking about what like what I have been doing um, during the the during the height of, of the pandemic. A lot of, like a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I started baking a lot <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> you say uh, baking? I guess, like, I guess it was just, like making cookies and stuff like that? Yeah, cookies and cakes. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and banana bread. <laughs> okay. um, but it was, I, I guess I, I grew up, you know, cooking with my mother. And I guess it, just baking the sweets was kind of a comfort. But now, you know, it had been like a year into the pandemic. And I was like, okay, I need to slow down on, 
on that and kind of get it get it back together. Um, you know, so <laughs> I just had this addition to sugar, and so I was thinking, you know, with this series, how how could I incorporate food into the work in, in some way? And so I thought, well, how about you know I could paint with um, I could paint on the drawings with Kool Aid, and that's something that you know I grew grew up having, you know, especially it from childhood. It was um, you know just something that we would have with the meals, and yeah. you know, I just remember the taste of it, the smell of it, and the sound when you know when you know my mother was stirring it in the pitcher, and and it brought you know um, positive positive memories, ha- you know, happy memories, because you know like it's about food is about to be served, it's time to eat, you know. Um, yeah. The, the Kool Aid is colorful. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll work, you know, work with that. Um, and there was another artist, uh, who, what was his name? I forgot his name, but there was another um, uh, black artist who had done work with Kool-Aid years before, because I was trying to look to see, well, what has been done with it? What can you do? Um, and so um, that, that was pretty inspiring, how you could really use the Kool-Aid kind of like as a, um, like almost like a watercolor uh, yeah. type thing. Yeah, like pigment, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just, I, I made the drawings on paper um, with um, pencil and um, graphite pencil and like color pencil. And then I thought I would surround the, surround the figures with um, Kool-Aid. So, so it was, so I just ordered, ordered the (laughs) Kool-Aid online. (laughs) How Um, much Kool-Aid did you have to order for this show? Um, I, I ordered way more than way more than I need. I, I'm I'm looking at it now. So I'm <laughs> my sleep, but I wanted you know lot, lot, all the colors and, and all that. Um, and so really, it started with me just kind of taking the Kool Aid and just figuring out how do you work with this stuff because you would think it'd be very similar to working with watercolor, but it's actually not really. You know, um, so I just kind of played with it, just, you know, mixing it with um, with water and just seeing you know how different amounts would would um you know stay on the paper or be absorbed or or whatever and one thing that i found interesting was just how you know the kool-aid has these little crystals in them yeah so i kind of kind of likes having those crystals on the paper because it just makes an interesting um just makes for an interesting texture like i I don't i don't think the crystals are sugar but it kind of looks kind of looks sugary um and then when I did all the paintings in my studio, then my studio just like smelled like Kool-Aid for a while. <laughs> now, and I grew up liking the smell like whenever my mother would make Kool-Aid, but it was just like, oh, this is over- overwhelming. <laughs> but um, then when the pieces were dried and finished and I you know, spray- sprayed them down um, really heavily um, um, with, um, I don't know, whatever you call it, <laughs> the spray stuff to kind of protect it. Like fix um, it. And that made the Kool-Aid smell um, go away, of course. <laughs> and now you got the fixative um, smell in there. Yeah, the, fi- yeah, the fixative. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, but I was really, um, I really like the way that they turned out. I like the way that, um, that the Kool-Aid um, looks on the paper. I like the way that the the colors kind of blend together. And yeah, each flavor has its own has its own color, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, they came out really, really vivid. So, so yeah, but it was fun. I would, I would definitely probably maybe experiment with that again sometime. Nah, yeah, I like those. I, I thought it would be pretty cool to see you like, um, even the videos that you put online, mixing the stuff up and stuff like that. I was really, yeah. you know, it was really interesting to see. And it does look like it has like a different kind of texture on it. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's really, really interesting but yeah it just depends on like how much water you mix and just 
um you know how the how the powder kind of settles or how you you know just how you however you want to do it or, yeah. or stir it but it was it was kind of fun to try something different you know until you said it i didn't realize that most of these are you or are all of them you yeah they're all they're all me um i you know just it was during during a time where i had was just trying to cut back on my sugar and, all that. <laughs> and i had gained a lot of weight and i was just kind of um just dressing, just dressing myself up, up in this, um, you know, this new punk body I had and just, you know, playing with clothes and, you know, different wigs and, and stuff like that. With hearing you tell the story about this being created in a pandemic also gives it like a different little life because it's almost like in your kind of solitude, you are like dressing up for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, trying exactly. something different and expressing and still trying to like, I don't know, maintain your sanity. You know, it was kind of crazy out there doing that time. Yeah, exactly. It was just kind of, um, yeah, de- definitely moments of solitude. And, and yeah, it was just like, well, I'm going to you know get dressed up for myself and, you know, just I, you know, grab just d- different things, just kind of lay them out and different, um, different fabrics. So I use some of the fabrics just kind of wrap myself with. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of just me alone, just uh, coming up with these pieces. That's what's up, yo. And so coming out of the pandemic, like, um, how do you think the coming through the pandemic affected or, or didn't affect like your art process and like how you thought about stuff and the direction you think your work was going. How, how did the pandemic um, affect my, like my art process? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, one, one thing for sure is like, you know, I, I mentioned like I, I didn't start working with models again until last fall. Um, but there, but there, at some point during the pandemic, I did experiment with, um, um, shooting models remotely. Um, I have a friend in California that had recommended a couple models to me that are all, that are in California, and so the idea was to um, I didn't I didn't use Zoom, but like it was an, an, another another computer program, but where I could easily um, the, the the model could put up you know put up their camera whatever they have at home and um, their lights uh, you know any like light um, I, I would try to try to direct them to set up you know their <laughs> their house as the studio yeah and then with a computer with a program I could like snap pictures of them remotely so I, I did try that and, I, and um, that was that was interesting too um, I haven't made anything with those photos yet but I think but I think I will I will eventually um, they didn't t- turn out um, they didn't turn out quite like a like a regular you know camera photo would you know in person um right so i had to be a bit more creative and you know figuring out how to make it work um but yeah that so that was something different that i hadn't tried before um other than that um i think i think i'm just i still feel like i'm just kind of starting just almost starting just restarting again starting fresh mm-hmm. um that, that photo the photo shoots i had last fall for my a mad explosive show um that was that was the last those were the last photo shoots i had done and now i'm ready to start that up again but it's just trying it's a matter of like figuring out who do i want to um work with as far as models and then do they want to work with me and then um i'm you know this this time around like i i can see myself just traveling to where traveling like outside of some of them will be here in texas but just traveling outside of texas as well to meet with meet up with the models and you know and and you know do a photo shoot right um but yeah i guess it just with the pandemic which is the time of the quiet time and now i still feel like i'm still trying to you know ramp back up again yeah yeah 
I, I think a lot of us feel that way too. And a lot of us come, I don't know, because the whole process of like everything shutting down, not going anywhere, mm-hmm. like sitting in that solitude, like it affected people differently. I think we're just like now getting like the kind of wave of art that is coming out of the pandemic. And I think it's be interesting to see how uh, it changed people. I will say for me, like I, I'm, I'm a person, I'm very introverted. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quiet and, but ever since I really had, um, ever since I really had just started really, really focusing on art and, you know, taking that seriously. Um, and it put me in situations where I was meeting other, meeting people through, through art. And so that, I guess that was a satisfying feeling just meeting people that to be friends with or have connections with or, that are interested in the, in the same thing. So that was, you know, by doing art, it was getting me out to go to events, do shows or yeah. have my own things like that. But then, but then once the initial lockdowns happened, it was like, okay, well, I guess there are no, no more events. So I don't have to <laughs> go anything. So at first it was kind of like, well, yay, I'm already, tired. Yeah, I don't have to deal with people that much anyway, but, but now that, you know, I guess the, the COVID numbers are, I know this pandemic is still going on, but I guess now, um, you know, people are kind of, you know, the world's open. I guess, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Um, I still, I still, I feel like now, I guess the progress I had made as far as like getting out there and dealing, working with people and all that, like, I feel like I've definitely regressed a lot <laughs> to, to where now it's like yeah. really, really hard to just get it, to just go and be at a, to, to just go and be at someone's art show or something like right. I don't know it just I guess I'm still struggling to wrap back up with um wrap wrap, wrap back up to just dealing with people <laughs> you know I just work yeah you know, I just I just work from home in my studio um, all the time and so but that, that's something that's going to take some some work on my part and you know some effort I know yeah yeah and that was one of the good things for us introverted people we could just stay home <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good yeah, to a certain extent. And it's like, well, I do need to get out some, you know. So Yeah, exactly, yo. So so back along the lines of like um doing stuff and getting publicity, um, you know, you've seen your artwork show up in some TV shows like Law and Order, mm-hmm. like you've been in uh the movie recently that came out, The Invitation, which I thought, you know, looks great. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like a really cool movie. Um what do you think that kind of stuff does for you? Um, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know like with, it was cool, like it was cool having my work on Law and Order. Um, and that was another situation, another Instagram situation, <laughs> someone, someone locally based here at Austin. Um, she was starting up, starting up, uh, and starting up in, I guess an agency, like an art placement agency but but for this she, she reached out saying hey i know someone that works at law and order and they're looking for black artists for for some scenes um if you're interested i could put you in touch and so so she put me in touch with the i guess the set set decorators um production designers um at law and order and and then i just worked directly with with them for that and and so, you know, with that situation, I knew my work was going to be on the show, and I knew it was going to be several episodes, but I didn't know exactly um, exactly how they were going to use it. Um, they were they were pretty prominent. Like it was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. Like the, on the first episode that was on, I was like, okay, well, let me watch. And then, and then when I watched it, um, the actress Jennifer Beals was playing a, uh, the character of a gallery owner, a, a dirty gallery owner, though. <laughs> the gallery is really a front for drugs and guns. 
<laughs> but then, you know, she, she said my name. She's like, well, this is, um, what do you, th- this is Don O'Coro's effacement, like the name of the painting. Like, you know, what do you think? And I was like, what? I had to rewind. Wow. Did that really happen? <laughs> um, so that was, that was cool. And then I posted about, I posted about that on Instagram and like that, that posted really well. Um, and then, you know, of course the work was on you know, several episodes and then, and then, as you mentioned, my work was in the invitation. And um, as far as what that does for me, honestly, um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't really get any particular like in, inquiries or anything you know, after that happened. Um, you know, nothing, nothing other than I can say that it was on, on there or whatever, <laughs> but I really, really, you know, really, well, I, I will say maybe, Maybe having my work on the shows, I don't know if that makes a difference for collectors if they see, oh, well, if her work was on blah, 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 maybe mm. I'm more interested in buying her work. I don't know. I've never heard a, heard anyone tell me that exactly, but that's the only thing I can really think of. And, and most of the time when, when artists' work is shown on, on the shows, like, you know, that people don't even know who the artist is unless it's like a famous painting or they just already... Right. Yeah. Know of it personally, but um, with the Law and Order thing, that was that was kind of unusual for them to say my name for, in that episode. But but really, um, even in the invitation, it's like it was cool to see my to see my work on on the screen and in, in the theater. But uh, but unless they know me personally, no one would have any idea who did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool to see. Um, and then my work is going to be on a couple other TV shows next year as well. Um, so it's just kind of fun i guess but yeah i'm not i'm honestly i'm, I'm not sure that uh, you know unless yeah i'm not sure that, that, that i'm not sure how how it really helps unless you know again unless uh, unless maybe collectors are more interested be, because of that but but yeah i don't know that for a fact though yeah i, I you know i've had the similar experience because i've had some work on some shows and recently i it was on atlanta the tv show oh, atlanta. That's, that's awesome yeah and so I actually had people send me pictures of it and ask me like, yo, was this, ain't this you, your piece, Jamal? It's like, yeah, that, that's me. But it's like, other than like that feeling of, yeah, I guess it's on TV show. That's pretty cool. I can tell my mama, but exactly. <laughs> but you're right. Like other than that, it's like, and I'm, I'm asking other people because I'm not sure if like, am I supposed to be doing something differently to right. promote it? Like, or like how exactly am I supposed to use this little thing that's happening uh to my advantage and i i I, i'm i'm just like you like i don't know (laughs) like it's kind of like it's kind of just happened and it's kind of like oh well that happened yeah exactly i mean unless it was a situation where like the plot the plot line was based around you or based around the art or something like it i mean other than that it's just kind of you know just sort of i guess yeah just decoration and, I, and i'll you know if the if, if it's a show that i don't that uh, if it's i guess if, if i get asked to do it i'll still i'll still do do it because it's kind of fun i guess to have it on there but yeah, yeah but as far as like helping my career um i, I yeah I, I guess that's yet to be yet to be seen it's <laughs> funny how they have it right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well that's cool yo but like now you you're so coming out of the pandemic and now that you like have done all these shows and you've been to London and you like getting these different representations, do you feel like your career is going in the direction that you wanted to go? Like even from like our first episode talking until now, like there's obviously growth, right? There's obviously like improvement. Like, how are you looking at it? 
Um, for me, one of the biggest things, and, and, and I know that was an issue when I spoke to you in the, the other episode, but, but I just wanted to be able to to leave my day job and just, just do art, you yeah. know, because I, you know, my day job was stressful. I was t- tired of that. And I just, I just want, want to just do art. And so, so about a year, well, in August of last year, I was finally able to leave my day job and just do art. So that, for me, that was the, the huge, hugest, I guess, life-changing thing and just to be able to just focus, just focus on art. Um, and then at that point then I had all these, um, obligations and things that I had, you know, had agreed to, or like, you know, I had the Maddox gallery show coming up. And so that the past year has, has been just focused on just getting these things done, you know, so that I can, you know, keep, keep my income coming in and just keep doing, just keep doing art, uh, you know, um, but now, you know, I guess it's been a year since I've been doing art as my, as my only job. And so now, um, now I just really want to focus on just, just, I guess just, just conti- continuing to grow. And like I mentioned earlier, um, experimenting with, with new materials and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm just happy. I'm still just really happy to, to, to finally be able to, you know, put myself in a, in a position to where I can, can just wake up and do art stuff all day. So that's the, the biggest thing. But, um, but I feel I would be even happier if um, I thought if I, I guess I'd be even happier when I put out, I guess some, some new art um, that that's, I guess, taking things to maybe a, a, another level, I guess, right. I guess you could say. And so yeah. that's, that's just some, it would take some work in the studio. Yeah. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Like when you came to the decision to leave your job, like what were you looking for? Like, was it just like a particular number or was it like a feeling of, like I got stuff lined up, like security, like that. Like, what what was it that kind of tipped you over to to get off the fence from wanting to do it to actually taking the plunge? Yeah, for me, it was definitely definitely um, being at a point where I could still feel, feel secure financially doing art and leaving my job. And and for me, I, I always thought, well, it was, I would know it would be time to leave my day job when. When when it got to the point where I felt like the day job was imp- impeding on mm. um, what I could do with my art, like you know, it's kind of if I could leave the day job, which is paying me whatever you know this amount, if I could just focus on my art, then I, then I ha- could have even a higher amount coming in or, or something like that. And so I finally had um, I saved up some money, um, and yeah, I, had, I just had so many things lined up to where it was like, okay, it just makes sense to just focus on these art things that I had as opposed to this, you know, hocking into this job, you know, for nine hours a day, you have yeah. to be doing this other thing. But it, it's, but yeah, it was so, it was, it took so long to get to that point. And it, it was very, very scary initially too. Cause I, I thought, I guess when, when I dreamed of quitting that day job, I thought, you know, it's like, I quit and this, this huge weight lifted off me. And this is, this this great you know, thing. And, <laughs> right. But, but when I quit, even though I had, I like, yeah, I did have some projects lined up. I did have a little money saved, but, but still, but still, like you know, once I quit, it was like, oh god, you know, this, like, what am I doing? Like, you know, I guess I'm still just like, you know, like second guessing yeah. myself, and it was still, it still felt scary up pretty, pretty much up until after I had the, the art show in London this year, you know. Um, so now, now I feel a lot more. I guess still, it's still, it's still, it can be scary, but I still, I feel a lot less scared than I did you know, than I did yeah. a, a year ago. Yeah. Um, now I just want to continue to develop and um, just, do, just do bigger things as an artist and do more stuff, um, community related stuff and, 
and all that because right now most of the stuff i've been doing has been pretty much all all commercial stuff which is great to have lined up just to keep myself going you know um you know financially to be able to keep making the work but but i want to do some other things too yeah what other type of things are you thinking about what other what other types of things um that's a good question i i i, I just love i love creating por- portraits of people um so i would love to, to be able to do something that would i don't know some, something that would involve involve um a specific community maybe my own community here in here in austin austin or you know somewhere here in texas mm-hmm. but but just something that's um i don't know just something that really something that really brings the community together and and you know re- represents the community i also would like to be able to just just tra- travel more to d- do like residencies and things like that yeah um and yeah th- those are those are some like i guess some of the main things just more community stuff and like um your residencies and things like that no i like that joe i like that because it, it's nothing better than like yeah you know you can make your work and stuff but do you when you do get a chance to give back like even talk to and you know i talk to middle school kids and high school kids a lot mm-hmm. like even if you, you know, just doing like random workshops and like open studio visits stuff like that like it's a good to like touch the people that are like actually around like doing stuff exactly yeah that's that's definitely important um yeah especially talk you know talking to to, to younger people um you know whether i guess you know i there have been a couple times where I got to talk to like some. Well, one time I got I talked to some kindergartners, but that that was a different. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so it's like how to you know okay. I guess I need to really really bring it down and simplify, you know, like or you know just okay co- colors. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah. I did talk to some some junior high age kids, and that that was cool too. And and I would love to be able to I don't know talk to some maybe some high school students that are. That maybe they were kind of like me where they have a passion for art but they're not sure exactly how to pursue it or if they should right. or, or something like that but just to just to be i would like to just be someone that just i guess just to be someone that, that's that shows like look you can you can do this you know as, as well so that you know that would be great yeah to do more of that yeah that would be awesome you know that would be awesome and so, you know, it's been great talking to you, yo, kind of, kind of catching up with you. You know, as we see, we've been mm-hmm. keeping up with you, <laughs> keeping yeah. up with you, like seeing what you're doing, yo. And and definitely, definitely love to see you out there doing your thing, succeeding and hanging out with Miss Sanjay. Like, yo, what what was it like hanging out with her, yo? Like, she seems like she's so cool. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she was, she was you know, really, really cool and, um, personable and re- real and and um yes awesome and um you know i you know i appreciate her she shouted me out on her instagram you know that 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 gave me that threw me some you know some more followers I guess, as well <laughs> um and so that you know that, that was pretty cool um and then and i, I guess i just it's just coincidence but she was also in, in the star of the invitation oh yeah that's and right so, yeah and so um yeah, just so so yeah, just really cool. Um, you know, hopefully I can, you know, connect again once I go back over to to London. There you go, yo. Keep up with the collectors, yo. That's what <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the number one key to success right there, yo. All right. Exactly. So, yeah. So tell the people where they can find you. They want to get in touch with you. 
yes, um, my website is okorostudio.com and um, on Instagram, I'm, I'm at Don Okoro. Um, the same thing for Twitter. And then I'm on TikTok too at, at um, Don Okoro underscore official. So that's where you can find my stuff. Yo, you made the jump to TikTok, yo? Yeah, I had to. I mean, because, yeah, because I don't know how to do Instagram anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I, I really don't like. I, you know, I've been worked, worked to build up more followers, and I have more followers than I ever had. But, you know, but now I post something, I go, it's, you know, only six people see it. So, like, <laughs> I had to finally do TikTok, and so it seemed like the growth is better over there. So, yeah, so yeah, you can find me over there. <laughs> That's what's up, yo. That's what's up, yo. As as always, yo, wish you nothing but success, yo. I love to see you shine and keep making them great paintings that you got, yo. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you uh, uh, thinking of me and uh, it was good talking to you again. That's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the Bag. Big shout out to Donna Coro. Keep shining. We love to see it. On the noise next week, we talk about artists and institutions, breaking it up into a bunch of parts. It's going to be great, yo. Y'all tune in. Good stuff on the horizon. And all my artists out there, you want to be the best, you got to study like the best. Look at what they doing. Don't reinvent the wheel. They did it. They done it. They show you how to do it, baby. Study them. I got books right now. Allison Saar. Carrie Mae Weems, African Modernism, you gotta get it done, baby. I gotta make this noise. It's your boy, Jay Barber. I'ma holla at y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast. Studio Noise Podcast.